Hello and welcome to That Film Studio. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. This is our movie show where we bring you the latest movie and TV news. We've got our first look at the animated Jurassic World series and first look at Zack Snyder's black-suited Superman. There's a Vanilla Ice biopic on its way and I love this. A sequel to Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Shark Boy plus Lava Girl equals Lava Shark. I don't know if you're joking, (laughs) but before all that, here's an update on the movie world amid the COVID-19 pandemic. Yes, so we're talking delays and all that again. Um, However, with Tenet, there's a bit of a a silver lining here. Warner Brothers has announced Tenet will open in over 70 countries worldwide starting on August 26th. The Christopher Nolan film will also open in select U.S. cities over Labor Day weekend. So I think they've just biting, bitten down on the bullet or whatever the phrase may be and been like, look, well, let's just release it where we can. So if, if there's a cinema open and where it's safe to do so, let's, let's get it out there. And that just makes me happy as a selfish person living here in Australia <laughs> with a cinema. Yeah, we're going to get it. We're going to get it. Look, anything could change. Um, I'm sick of holding yes, so these wood, but Fingers crossed and all of that. But I started writing the show early. And the first draft of the Tenet section, right. the movie had been removed from the schedules by Warner Brothers indefinitely. Indefinitely. Yes, that was two weeks ago. But since then, it's changed. And as you say, it's going to get a release. I'm very happy... Because this is the movie, isn't it? We talk about it every time. I mean, every show now, it's COVID-19 talk. And Tenet, it comes up every week. It comes up every show. But now we've got a new date. And as you say, hopefully, they can stick to the date. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Sony has officially delayed Spider-Man 3. Uh, the sequel to Spider-Man Far From Home um, is now scheduled to release December 17th in 2021 just an asterisk there it's only been delayed by like two months it's nothing too drastic i believe it's two months or something like that it's not far back at all so i'm 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 okay i'm fine with that we're still getting it next year and now it can be spider-man home alone because it's a christmas movie oh there you go you know what (laughs) a delay is a delay it qualifies for this segment (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Disney has officially delayed the scheduled releases of Star Wars and Avatar films by one year. Avatar 2 will now release December 2022. So I guess a big deal, I suppose, because Avatar 2 has been on the cards for many, many years. Um, But I think it's fine. They're still sticking to their pattern. It's just a year later. And James Cameron, I think he's come out and he said, um, you know, a little bit due to COVID, but not directly. So it's just sort of like an unfolding wave of things. But that's, that's all good. I'm not too fast. Well, with Avatar, though, they're shooting in New Zealand, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. But I think it's um, some of the post-production stuff, the heavy post-production stuff that they need to do and they can't transport it to where it needs to be worked right. on or oh, something yeah. like that so or related 
Uh, Disney's Mulan will no longer release on August 21. And much like the the first draft of the Tenet news, I guess, um, it has been delayed indefinitely with no update within the two weeks that, that you had. So still indefinitely gone. Yeah, it'll arrive eventually. If not on it'll the big screen, Disney Plus. I know Disney don't not, want it. It's it won't too, come out on Disney. I get it. They spent too much money on it. But it's the kind of film, though, I think if they keep moving around, maybe maybe they'll move it. Top Gun Maverick has been pushed from its December 23rd release date. The Tom Cruise sequel will now arrive July 2nd, 2021. And John Krasinski and Emily Blunt's A Quiet Place 2 has been delayed from September 3rd, 2020 to April 23rd, 2021. And Conjuring 3 has also been pushed back to 2021. Yeah, I mean, all disappointing news, but like at the end of the day, we're getting them all. But, you know, one shining light in all of this is that New Mutants has not been delayed. No, that's true. That's still Which is the cursed movie, which has been, you know, delayed since 1995 when it was, (laughs) what was its original release date? It's... Yeah, it's it's great. It's still coming out August sometime, isn't it? I was going to say, so, yeah, August. So that's this month. So potentially, in a couple of weeks' time, we'll be here on the podcast talking about New Mutants. Honestly, can't believe it. And we'll have special guest star Maisie Williams and her, and her grandkids. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, that movie coming out on the big screen. Looking forward to it, genuinely. All right, so that's that's all the COVID stuff. As we always do, let's get into trailer talk. And we'll start off with Bill and Ted Face the Music. We've got a new trailer uh, for Bill, Bill and Ted 3, but we've also got a bit of news as well to go with it. It will be available to watch at home and select cinemas on September 1st. This is more an opportunity to talk about how they're releasing this movie. And I thought we'll put it in the trailer section because there is a new trailer. It's pretty good. I wasn't quite sure if you'd seen the trailer. I well. did. I didn't want to, but I figured I needed to just to, you know, have something to chat about. It's a it's a story trailer. Like it, it does give plot points and it's painted a bit of a picture and a little part of me has regretted watching it because I feel like I kind of know what's yeah, what's going to unfold with things and how yeah. they do resolve the movie, possibly. But well, let's leave that then. So you watch it for nothing. Let's not talk about <laughs> the trailer. <laughs> but it looks like a fun movie. It looks like a fun movie. But just in case people have not seen that trailer, you're right. It is a story trailer, and maybe it will give too much away. But they are releasing it at home, and I had a feeling that was going to be the only way they were going to release this movie. And I'm so glad. They say select cinemas. I'm confident here in Australia, we'll get it on the big screen. And that is where I will be watching it. So I'm really happy for that. But it's good to know that worldwide, that people are still going to be able to have access to this movie, even if they can't watch it at a cinema. The, um, you know, it's, it's this, and I know we're in obviously unusual, uh, unusual times and all that. So the rules are all out the window. But, you know, we are dabbing into dangerous territory here with things, you know, with VOD being prioritised as much as it is. And I know, obviously, that's the only way you can 
um, some some people can get a certain movie or whatnot. But you know, when something's on VOD, it's so easy to pirate, which in turn yeah. is going to affect um, the movie release. You know, box office wise, I could already tell you this movie isn't going to do good. Even you know, if you, you just, see it, I see it. As many people go to see yeah. it as you want it, there's no chance it's going to do anything exciting. It's true, and if that's the case, studios will will learn from this. But did you hear the news that Universal, AMC, they're putting a yeah. deal together that they're looking at the the turnaround from the big screen to VOD. I think I think it was something like seventeen days. Yeah, from from at the moment it's ninety, and they they struck a deal where it's yeah, it's like it's like two weeks or something. Like it's like two and a half weeks. Yeah. And AMC is gonna they're gonna get a percentage of the the money made, I guess, from the VOD releases for Universal Pitch. But uh, the thing is, like, it's not gonna go ahead unless other studios, other major studios, jump on board as well. So uh, I forget the names of the big ones that are in America, like Cine World or something. I might just Cine World is in the UK. I think Regal is in the US. Regal Um, and. There's another one. It's like sitting something, I swear, unless I'm thinking of the, the British one. But Cineplex. either way. Is that one? Cineplex? Maybe. Um, but yeah, they've all got to jump on board as well. But it's it's a stupid deal. It's a, it's a Band-Aid fix for, obviously, the situation at the moment. It's not going to unfold well. It will be a suicidal move for yes, I, I AMC, for Universal. Yeah. And if... It is how things progress like that. It'll be a suicidal move for the movie industry, which is very upsetting. The theatrical um, movie world, the movie going experience, which, my God, we can't lose that. You're right, though. Piracy. That's Piracy. Big, and that's, that's going to be the concern. Yeah, yeah. As soon as it hits VOD, it is so easy, even though I don't have to do it myself, but I'd imagine it's so easy for someone <laughs> to just upload that video file and then there it is but even even like watching movies legitimately with the with all that stuff universal amc and stuff that you're talking about if uh if a movie's coming out of the cinema and we're we're talking the average movie going not just us if you can get if you can watch the movie and if you by just waiting two weeks wouldn't you just wait like it's nuts it's nuts. yeah and just watch it at home so yeah We'll see how that progresses. But anyway, that was, a, I guess, a sneaky news item there. Um, the next trailer, what do we got? Batman, death in the family. You choose whether Robin lives or dies in DC's first ever interactive movie, Batman, death in the family. This is, of course, an adaption of the storyline from the 80s, the death of Jason Todd, the second Robin. Yeah, um, I mean, what do we talk about first? The trailer or the, the concept of this interactivity? Okay, let's do the concept, right. So there's going to be two ways to watch this. If you've got a physical media, DVD, Blu-ray, you can have the interactive experience, I guess similar to Black Mirror Bandersnatch on Netflix recently. So if you've got the DVD or Blu-ray, you can choose which way the story goes moving forward. Yeah, like choose your own adventure type thing. But if you are watching it, like say iTunes, for example, or if you're watching a digital version, then you watch the movie that is set to play out for you. So it's only interactive on physical media. So I like that aspect because it would be nice to just sit back, 
and watch it as a movie and then maybe almost like a DVD special feature. That's yeah, just me personally, have the interactive yeah. aspect. When I first heard about this, I thought it was... Remember when like this storyline was first sort of um, hitting the comic pages or however you would describe it, and there was actually a fan competition or like a voting thing, I yeah, can it say. Was, of, it was a vote in the... Yeah, should, should we kill Robin or should we kill Jason Todd, essentially? And it turned out that people voted and, and off he went. He was dead. I thought that's what this was going to be. It was just going to be a one vote head online vote and then oh, right, no. movie will give you the ending of whatever the popular vote is and i was like well surely everyone's just going to vote to kill him again but, yeah nice so um, i thought that's all, all yeah. it is, but it's actually interactive yeah so it's it's it'll be fun gimmicky but you know we'll have fun with it it'll be interesting to see how we review it well that's the thing for the review i think it makes sense for us to like i mentioned you know the digital version that's going to be you watch it as a movie, but say so there that, will be there will be a standard yes cut, I guess. Okay, well that's what I'm saying. There's going to be different ways of having access to this. Like, let's say, for example, you know when this movie arrives on somewhere like Netflix or Prime, it would just be you'd watch it as a movie. You wouldn't have no influence. So it's only the physical copy that has the interactive element. So if we was to review it, we would do the digital version. Right. And then maybe, you know, if you watch it on DVD or Blu-ray, just tack that on to the end of the review as like an added bonus. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to it. But with but the, the movie itself or the trailer. Yeah, but before that though, I'm no. curious about the duration because what's actually happening here? So if we, if we just put the interactive part to one side, they've done this before. Back years ago, when they made DC animated shorts like Jonah Hex, Catwoman, all of those, they put them as an added bonus onto uh, the Blu-ray as a special feature. And then they collected a handful of them, and then they made an extended DC animated short, and it was Superman, Shazam, The Return of Black Adam. I think that was the name of it. And that was like a 40-minute film. But compared to the shorter shorts, that was like a theatrical or a longer one. So I'm thinking with them doing the same thing here, like collecting some of the other shorts, I'm not quite sure if this is going to be the standard runtime of a DC animated movie, whereas now they've got to about 75 minutes. This could still be a lot shorter than that. Oh, I guess we'll see. But the trailer though. Yeah. So we get to see a lot of good stuff in here. Interestingly, the, the style of the animation the Joker in particular looks like how he did in Batman Under the Red Hood from a few years ago. So I'm not quite sure if it's got any connection to that or not, but I like the style of animation they're using here. The animation looks pretty good. Like, even compared to... Because sometimes they do kind of simplify it a bit, but they, yeah, no, it looks like they've... I don't know, they're really doing something a little bit more different or whatever they're showing us is just some some scenes that just have been like really polished up because yeah, it looks pretty decent. Um, yeah. The story, I mean, I'm not too familiar actually with it, with what actually goes down, but the, yeah, the trailer is selling me uh, a bit of a fun ride and something a little bit dramatic as well, which is all good. Death is obviously a big factor and it, it's prominent in this trailer. I'd say they're going to be playing a bit free and loose with 
what happens in this movie compared to what happened in the original comics. I mean, even like just having the inclusion of Red Robin as a character, that wasn't a factor in the original comic at all. So that's very much a new element for this movie. All right. Now we've got um, this next trailer is um, an animated thing with dinosaurs. So I'm very excited. It is Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous. Um, so as it turns out, Jurassic World wasn't the only park on Isla Nublar uh, that was opened in 2015. While Owen and Claire battled the Indominus Rex, six teenagers were also fighting to survive at an adventure camp on the other side of the island. So Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous premieres September 18th. Good date, that one. Any, any reason? Okay, it's your birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I get a I get a Jurassic World animated show on my birthday. I'm sorted. I am sorted. This looks I mean, I, I'm biased because I'm coming in as a huge Jurassic fan. So I'm I'm like, I'll take anything. I'll take anything. And so I'm like, this is fantastic. What what do you think as a as a, I, I call you a casual fan, maybe? <laughs> yeah, no, I like these movies. The music, it hooks you at the beginning of this trailer. Hopefully the music is in the show and not just the trailers, but it just takes you there straight away. The design and look of the dinosaurs, I really like. If I can be honest, I'm not too taken (laughs) with the look of the people. It looks a little video game 10 years ago, but the, the world and the dinosaurs look great. Yeah, the people are very cartoony compared to the rest, but I mean, the yeah, the dinosaurs, they look like a like a stylized animated dumbed-down version of like the, the live-action versions of them, which is a compliment, even though it didn't sound like as it came out of my mouth. So it looks good. I mean, like there's the shots in the trailer of, you know, you see like the raptors doing things. You obviously a few snippets of the Indominus Rex, even like a, the T-Rex like barging through. It's cool, man. Like, I'm, I'm all for it. Like, yeah, it Jurassic does. content. It I went without forward. Jurassic content for so long, <laughs> and now it's like, <laughs> got it all. It looks good. And, you know, I said to you, you know, after you first saw the trailer, that my kids are too young for Jurassic Park or Jurassic World. Mm. But this trailer, or this show, should I say, would be a good entry point for them. Yeah. So it's good. They'll keep them going until they're ready for the movies. It looks like a I, fun I, show. I hope there's nothing uh, surprising, even though it's cartoony looking, that there's nothing in there that will <laughs> freak them out and scar them for life. I remember dinosaurs can do that. when I sat my two-year-old in front of Scoob, the scene in the bowling alley <laughs> at the beginning, the damage is done, my friend. It can handle <laughs> Jurassic World. They'll, they'll recover just like we did when we were traumatized by things. I only just recently got over my fear of uh, my deep blue sea fear. Good movie. Good movie. <laughs> but I've always just had a weird thing. I watched it way too young. And I've never been able to go back. So this is like always showing our age difference. Jaws for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> deep blue sea was my shark movie. Obviously, Jaws came out way before I was born, but still growing up, that was the movie. So when I'm in the ocean, yeah. I moved to Australia. Big mistake. The shark's here. But Jaws... <laughs> what are you doing, man? <laughs> Jaws is the one I think of. I don't go in the water. I think I see something at the corner of my eye and think, oh, deep blue sea. It's Jaws. Always Jaws. <laughs> so I, deep blue sea is why I never put my, I never put my hand in water. <laughs> 
shocks, man. <laughs> like, you anyway. You know, just sidestep. Have you watched Deep Blue Sea 2? No, but we're I'm planning on it. We're planning on it. Me too. Number because three. The third one, yes. Yeah. There so we're we like, well, <laughs> when might as well. When the third one comes out, I'm going to do the trilogy. Anyway. Yeah. And back to the show. <laughs> okay, I'll do the next trailer. We've got Truth Seekers. This looks pretty fun. Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are back. The duo reunites in their supernatural horror comedy, Truth Seekers, streaming on Amazon Prime. And it's due out fairly soon. I'd say this month or next. This looks good. This looks funny. It looks like... You know what? It even looks movie quality. I, I started watching this trailer not knowing it was a series um, and thinking, oh, this must be, you know, like they've, they've gone out, they've done a movie, they're putting on, like, they're putting on Amazon. Um, but yeah, no, it's a series. But it fooled me. I was like, it's just in line with what, you know, they've done, um, you know, with, the, with like the Cornetto trilogy, all those movies, everything they've done pretty much. It seems in line. Like, everything ticks the boxes of what you would expect from them. So I like it. Yeah, it, it looks great. But I heard that they were working on a show together because the last thing they did together, it was that movie, Slaughterhouse Rules, and it wasn't really them so much in front of the camera. They were more behind the camera. They're their new uh, production company. But this is the show through that company where they were going to put something together and actually star in it together. But I thought before seeing this trailer that it was going to be more of a Nick Frost show. And after watching this trailer... I definitely think that's the case. It's Simon <laughs> Pegg and Nick Frost, but it's going to be Frost up front. But every now and then, Pegg will show up. Well, that's fine. That is absolutely fine because I do really like Nick Frost. And this does look like, it's like a fun show and it's a supernatural comedy. What's not, what's not to like? I love that tag that they got in there. Like, the truth is way, way out there. Obviously, a play on the old X-Files there. But yeah. I like just it. like this is, yeah. Just implying that this show will be bonkers. And I'm, uh, I'm on board for that. All right, now this next trailer, I didn't actually watch because I it was kind of snuck there in the bottom of the notes there and I kind of didn't see it. So I do apologize. Too late now. But Hellstrom, Marvel, which makes me even more like, oh, wow, I really should check this out. So I will get onto it. But Marvel goes full horror in the trailer for Hellstrom, which, again, I did not watch. <laughs> My bad. The same thing, even though I put the show together. This one snuck up on me also. Okay, so let's keep this in. But neither of us have watched the trailer for Hellstrom. So you have not watched... Okay. Well, that's okay. Let's keep it in. Right, that's... We're letting people know, if you've not seen it, like us, there is a new Marvel show out there, Hellstrom. It's about the son of the devil, a devil in Marvel. There's a couple of them. And yeah, it's Marvel going full horror. See, it sounds cool, <laughs> sounds pretty metal. Here we are. It's the trailer talk section. We're talking about a trailer we've not seen. I've got nothing more to add. How about you? Do you know what we can do here? We can we can say, how about we don't watch it? You guys who are listening, send us a message, comment, you know, oh, tell us like what it. you thought about it. How's that for a change? To remember this is that, that film studio interactive, yes, yeah. the yeah, interactive man. Yeah. movie we talked about. Okay, yeah, cool. So there That's we go. It. We should do more of that. 
All right, now let's just very quickly move into movie news to get away from all of that. Zack Snyder's Justice League. We got our first look at Henry Cavill in Superman's black suit. We've heard about this suit for the longest time, and now we've actually seen it, although Snyder has confirmed the suit's colours are CGI. So it's kind of like something that was a rumour, and then Snyder, years later, has got it's truth, I have proof. It's like, yes, but you're also telling us you digitally altered the colours. But anyway, I'll take it. It looks <laughs> so, great. So that means he's, he's actually just in his red and blue suit. And the, the colours have been altered by CGI, according wow. to Snyder himself. Sounds wow. expensive, but okay. You know what? I I feel like I feel like I had seen his black suit before, but maybe that was just the internet and people photoshopping it. Maybe which I guess maybe is exactly the same thing. But um, I just feel like I'd seen it, and then I watched this clip, and I was like, "No, this is all new. This is new." It's cool though. We get Alfred there, and yeah, it's it's a cool scene. Um, on top of that, though, Snyder's come out and said the movie won't feature any of Joss Whedon's footage on HBO Max. So it's going to be all his. But I love I love how this was, he, he delivered this statement and it was quite aggressive, but for good reason. I mean, he was asked, you know, like, are you going to use anything that was filmed? And he said, no. Yeah, well, you know, I paraphrase, but it was like, he'd rather burn the whole movie to the ground or something <laughs> rather than use it. It's like, I'm, I just loved it. Cause it's like, of course he's not going to use any, this is his cut with his foot. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's I just, know, but it's just, I, I'm just hoping that we do get a finished cut though. Like we know how much, or we've been told how much HBO max are going to be throwing at this, like whether it's 20 million, 30 million could end up being more. I don't know. But I'm hoping whatever it ends up being, whether it's a three-hour movie, a two-hour movie, a six-part miniseries, that it's finished. Remember years ago when we got the Richard Donner cut of Superman 2 and they featured some animations and some Richard Lester shots from his cut of Superman 2? I'm just hoping. I like the fact that Snyder's saying it's going to be all his. I'm just hoping that it is a completely finished film and it's not a case of watching it the screen you know, goes white or black or whatever, and a note <laughs> comes up, insert animation here, or I don't know, insert yeah. action scene. Well, I like, to, I like to truly believe that the only stuff that's missing will probably be like maybe some connect, like some transitional shots, you know, aerial shots of Gotha or Metropolis or something like that, which I reckon Zack Snyder will probably just go out and film himself. He'll just like be like, look, I need a very small crew. Let's just go. I'll buy everyone lunch. Let's <laughs> just get it done. So it will still be his footage and that might be new, but it'll be very, very cheap stuff. Dave Franco, he is uh, set to play Vanilla Ice in the biopic To The Extreme. I like <laughs> Dave Franco. He's fine. I do. He's all good. I didn't expect anything like this. Like if you all like make up some news... Couldn't, I couldn't write this. this is... I know that actors act, but Dave Franco, everything I've seen him in, unless he's got short co-stars, he is not a tall guy. Vanilla <laughs> Ice is, and it's not just his hair. Vanilla Ice is a tall guy. But just hearing this, 
you know what it sounds like to me? And you know that I've been deep diving and re-watching a lot of Happy Madison productions. It almost sounds like they could be the producers behind it. Vanilla Ice has got close associations with Sandler. I think he last appeared in maybe, was it Ridiculous 6? Or if not that, he was in I think That's was, My um, Boy. That's My Boy, yeah. He was in that one. So I just And Dave Franco, he's been in a Sandler-produced movie as well, The Shortcut, which was a, a happy, scary production. You know, I told you about that a while ago. Anyway, that's where my yeah. mind went. So this could end up being like a, a legit biopic like Rocket Man or Bohemian Rhapsody. I don't know what this is going to be. We've not got too much information. Yeah, like, is, this, is this a bit of a piss take? Or is it, it sounds like, like it to me. Do you have do you have any interest in a Vanilla Ice either way? Like Vanilla Ice biopic? Whether it be dramatic or whether it be a little bit silly? I just, I don't know. I just Maybe a bit both. <laughs> But we've got Freddie Mercury. We've got Elton John. There's other people out there. I don't know, David Bowie. Like, there's heaps of other like big music stars yeah. out there that have not yet got a biopic. There's talks of a Boy George movie. And now we're getting Vanilla Ice. I just think there's maybe other people to do before we get to <laughs> Yeah, Vanilla I feel like Ice. he wasn't at the top of the list. But, you know, it's, it's got to be done to get it done. But this could be cool, though. And you know what? <laughs> to the extreme, good title. I'm pretty sure that was the name of one of his albums, if not the album that he put out there. Sure, the, the album, the one and only. Did he have more than one? I don't know. He Do must you know have done. I need to watch the movie and find out. We'll find out. We'll find out in To The Extreme. Maybe. <laughs> okay, let's move on to Pixar. I've got some Pixar news. They have shared the first look at their new film, Luca, coming summer 2021. Directed by Enrico... Casarosa, the movie will follow Luca as he experiences an unforgettable summer in a seaside town on the Italian Riviera. Yeah, so from that, I got no idea what this movie is about. Um, now, these um, these images that they've released, this first look, th- those are those two D sort of drawing two D things. Yeah, very color, like lots of color, bright, almost luminous, like very bright images. But yeah. I, I expect that would like we will still get the, the 3D CGI that we yes, are Yes, that's just going to be uh, part of the, the concept. But it's, yeah, it's concept work. Uh, but I mean, you know, it's hard to comment on like early Pixar stuff because it's like they don't tell you much until, they, no. until you're there and, and then it's like, wow, this is wonderful. Like I remember here the first time I heard about Coco and I was like, it's a movie about the Day of the Dead, and I was like, "What? There's like nothing to this." And then suddenly, I was like, "Wow, this is very magical." I made a weird, I'm in a weird place with Pixar at the moment because there seems to be, like, ordinarily, you'd they'd have a, a project announced, you'd wait and you'd see the movie. Now they seem to have a lot going on at the moment, like Soul out of their control, the release date's getting moved. But in between Soul and Luca, there's an other movie, isn't there? That dragon one. So they've got something else. He just seems what's like the dragon a lot. It's what's I can't remember what it's called, but they've definitely got another movie in production at the moment. We've talked about it on the show before. Okay. But normally 
<laughs> it is a much slower process. So whether they've incre- increased staff, I don't know, but they seem to be getting things out quicker than they normally will. I hope that doesn't, uh, you know, doesn't speak to anything to the quality of the, all the care and the love that's in there. Because I remember there was a couple of years where they were like churning out three movies a year and, and we were getting a quality drop then. So if they're doing that again, I, I don't know. And it started to turn around when they went back to two. But we'll see, as we always do. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 has received an official release date of April 8th. 2022 i mean we all expected sonic the hedgehog 2 to to happen when it was announced i know at least i was like pretty excited <laughs> so i'm happy and i think it's a if he if he can get here in two years that's a pretty good turnaround oh well it's pretty fast though isn't it so <laughs> just like sonic exactly right um, oh that was a joke <laughs> uh-huh. insert laugh track here <laughs> yeah we can be heroes that is the title of the Shark Boy and Lava Girl movie you made reference to earlier. <laughs> so this is the thing. The characters will return. This will be a Netflix film. The characters will now be superhero parents who have a daughter with shark and lava powers. There like we go. Just like, like you shark said. Boy plus Lava Girl equals... Lava Shark. <laughs> and you know, if that's I'm, not her name. <laughs> I, I went I went through a real Robert Rodriguez phase and I was just consuming everything that he was putting out. His whole shared universe that he has. So Shark Boy and Lava <laughs> Girl. I've only seen it once and it was at the horrible. cinema. I watched it at the cinema. <laughs> what? And oh, man. I was like minutes into it. I didn't even see the trailer. I was oh. Rodriguez, he's got a new movie out. Mm. I'll go watch it. And in the buy. vein of Spy Kids, right? In the vein of Spy Kids. <laughs> but as I'm watching yes. it, I'm like, oh, I've made a mistake. This is <laughs> not for me. <laughs> this is wrong. And I think it's for anyone. But, uh, <laughs> but look, this is kind of cool. He's doing a follow-up of that one thing he did that one time, which is all good. And it's, and it's a it's, direct continuation. Like they're older. And it sounds like he's bringing the original actors back. So... So there's that, but I don't, I can't imagine, what was it, the full title? The Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. And it was 3D to an extent from memory, but I can't imagine, I mean, that having a current fan base. But either way, <laughs> Netflix are going to throw some money at it and we could watch it at home. Or we could not watch it either, or, but we've got the option. <laughs> so no review coming. We'll see. Uh, yeah, all right. It depends if it's a light month. <laughs> I'll do a rewind for the first one. We'll see. You know, we'll have a, we'll make a big thing of it. If you commit to that, I'll do. I won't. I can't. I just can't. I can't do it. If you're listening, Bob, <laughs> <laughs> twist my arm. Um, Scream, or or more so the the Scream reboot, whatever it may be called. Um, Courtney Cox will reprise her role as reporter Gail Weathers in the upcoming Scream movie. Um, David Arquette previously announced he's joining the film as well. It's all coming together. And Dev Campbell. She's also going to be back. Hey, I'm just curious. And you know what? I'll watch it. I'll watch more Scream. If the original actors are coming back, which they are, I'll check it out. That's it. That's, like you said it, curious. I am curious as well. Like, what are they doing with this one? What are they doing? 
I mean, it was just a month or so ago when asked, Matthew Lillard said he'd be up for coming back. I mean, I don't know how, but I'd be happy to see his character again. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a ghost, but like in someone's head, not like an actual ghost. Like a, he's haunting someone from within their psyche, you know, like Green Goblin style. Avenge me. Anyway, um, that's it for movie news. <laughs> Let's move into the TV news. A Disney Plus series starring the cast of Solo, A Star Wars Story, is reportedly in development instead of another feature film. What do you think to that? Well, let's start off. You know how I feel about that Solo movie. I mean, it never should have been made. I watched it. We reviewed it. I didn't really like it. I thought it was the dumbest thing out. However, suddenly you start talking about like this being a TV thing. I don't know. I kind of like the idea. Yeah, I think it would work better as a TV series. I mean, the mainly TV actors anyway. I know you've got Woody Harrelson in there. In fact, you know, that's, mm. that's an incorrect statement because well, Elden the- Heinrich, he's not a TV actor. I guess I was thinking where Donald Glover started, but he's doing movies now. None of what I said is valid. Apart Donald Glover does Glover. whatever Donald Glover wants to do, pretty much. If he wants to do the movies, he's doing movies. If he wants to do his music, he's doing that. Let <laughs> me rephrase it. I think, whether it be the same cast or not, this could work as as a TV series. But mentioning Donald Glover, there was also a rumour that Disney Plus would be developing a Lando Calrissian spin-off TV series. So whether it ends up being this, it ends up being that, it definitely sounds... I mean, we know a sequel movie is out of the question, but it sounds like with these characters trying to do something on TV. And, and I'm there for that. That sounds cool. You know what? It might not even be, it might not even be like called, like you said, it might not be called Solo or Solo might not even, Han Solo might not be, even be the, the main character. Like there was a lot of like story threads that were laid out in that movie with no, you know, it was to set up something. There's all that Darth Maul stuff. You know, like they could go into into other things and I think with the success of The Mandalorian, they might have some leverage to get a few people signed up. And they could be like, hey, Harrison Ford, did you have a hell of a good time working on that movie? Like, come here and we'll, you know, we'll have some fun with it. Like, uh, Amelia Clark, same deal, you know? Like, do you have a good time? Like, yeah, what are you doing now? Like, here's something. Very small run of episodes, eight episodes or something. Movie quality, maybe 20-minute snippets like The Mandalorian, the same model. It wouldn't be a step backwards for anyone. It'd be, yeah, it'd be work and it'd be something fun. And I think there's credibility to it. You know, at the moment, I'm more excited about Star Wars TV and Star Wars films. There you go. But they need a break, don't they? The movies, I think they need a bit of a break. But from Star Wars to Star Trek, um, Discovery, that is season three, will premiere October 15th on CBS All Access. Very happy about we'll that. get it on Netflix. <laughs> that's my hope. That's what they've done previously. I'm not quite sure how... I can't remember how close they air from CBS All Access to Netflix, or if it's not... It's definitely around about the same time, because I remember not having it's to It's pretty wait. close, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So that's great. So we're getting more Discovery very soon. Have you been watching Discovery? No, I didn't get into it. It was a, it was like a too, a too much of a departure from 
the Star Trek that I was. It's different. I kind yeah. of like. So it it's is different, different, and it's a good primer for Picard as well. Because even though you're familiar with him as a character, they're taking yeah. a different direction. But okay, so I'll say nothing about Discovery then, because what happens at the end of season two has big implications for where season three will go. So we'll leave that. But it's good though. Star Trek Discovery is bloody fantastic. But we're getting more Star Trek. And we've talked previously about the animated series Star Trek Lower Decks. We're also getting another Star Trek animated series, this time Nickelodeon, Star Trek Prodigy. So we've known they were aiming to do a cartoon aimed at kids, but it wasn't until now that we actually had the title of the show. The series follows a group of lawless teens who discover a derelict Starfleet ship and use it to search for adventure, meaning, and salvation. And the show is set to debut in 2021. So there you go. More Star Trek. And yeah, more animated Star Trek as well. So I guess they're like, you know, there's, there's stuff. Here. So how many Star Trek series, animated shows have there been in total now? There was that one back in the day. Was that the only well, one? Yeah, so Star Trek, the animated series, which was Kirk. So that was that's the only one we've had so far. And then Lower Decks, which has yet to air, will be the second. And then this will be the third. But with this second animated show, though, we're going to get to the point next year, there will be five Star Trek TV shows airing at the same time. Never happened. And, and that's new. Like, that's... Very, yeah, that's yeah. So three live action, wow. two animated. Insane. I love it. More Star Trek. Makes me happy. <laughs> more Star Trek. Um, how about more Marvel? Um, after months of rumours and vague comments, a new report seems to confirm that Haley Steinfeld will join the cast of Disney Plus's Hawkeye series. We have been talking about it before. It's true. We have heard the rumours. Yeah, she's a fan favourite. I think she would be great for the show. It's everyone's talking about it again even though they're reporting rumors hopefully it's because conversations are being had i think she'd be a good fit for it and we know jeremy renner is going to be clint barton in this disney plus show sounds good kevin smith is developing a family-friendly green hornet animated series with wild brain an animation studio Set in the present day, the series follows the adventures of a reimagined Green Hornet and Kato, now the grown-up son of the original Green Hornet and the daughter of the original Kato, as they partner to battle crime in Century City. More animated stuff. There we go. Kevin Smith attached. Kevin Smith (laughs) doing more animated stuff. I need to see his Master of the Universe. That's the one that's yet to come out. A continuation of the original show from the 80s, only it's going to be anime. That's the style of animation they're going for. Before I get excited about the other animated project (laughs) he's going to be working on. But years ago, he wrote a script for a Green Hornet film. And nothing happened with it for quite a while. And then Dynamite Comics, they picked up the rights for it and they published it. So it was Kevin Smith's story, but then somebody like finished it in like in comic form. So I've already 
been exposed to this story. So I'm hoping it's going to be something different or more than that. I've already read the comic where it's Kato's daughter that's taken up the mantle. But we'll see. Maybe, maybe same sort of premise, same concept, but yeah, maybe they'll yeah, tweak it up. Like he might say, like, I've done this, so let's, let's change. But I don't know. The synopsis but, sounds the same, if I'm honest. <laughs> springboard. He can, he can go in a different direction. Um, the Boys has officially been renewed for season three by Amazon. Good. I enjoyed that first season. We're close to now, getting the second season. I was going to say, just want to confirm, season two hasn't started yet, no, has it? That's how confident no. they are. I'm good. Yeah. Let them be confident. I enjoyed that first season. Me, I too. Really did. Me too. I think, I mean, I enjoyed it. Didn't love it, but I enjoyed it. But I believe the second season is due out next month. I'm pretty sure it's September. I mean, we've just got Umbrella Academy season two on Netflix. Yeah, I think it's next month for that one. Well, here's a new one. Father Mucker. Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson team up again for animated comedy series on Queeby called Father Mucker. I see you said Queeby. I'm out. I'm out. I know. I know. That's what I was going to ask. We we talked about last time with the Kevin Hart Queeby. Yeah, I, I heard something interesting. And sorry to take you away from the actual story, but I heard something interesting with like the Quibi stuff. Apparently, and I'm not sure how accurate this is, but apparently there's like some sort of rule though with Quibi that once it premieres, whatever the content may be, once it premieres, the content owner has the rights to redistribute again, and they can choose to piece together. The, the like the clips that they use. I don't know. It's I heard something like that, like Quibi, which makes me think, what's the point then? But I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. It doesn't really make sense, so it probably isn't. No, I, yeah, I still don't know the ins and outs of um, Quibi. But back to for the mucker, the premise <laughs> revolves around well done. Jackson yeah, yeah. becoming Reynolds' caregiver after a minor mishap and. Hey, you know, the hitman's bodyguard. We know these guys have got chemistry together. But, and you're right, Quibi. He it, just puts me off. Like, which it, the, like, the, the bad stuff about the thing, the bad thing about this is that, that this premise sounds interesting and fun. Like, I'm like, oh, you know, like I'm, I picked up. I'm like, oh, that looks good. But yeah, Quibi. And then I'm like, I'm out. I can say that about a lot of things that they've either got in development or yeah. they've already aired. It sounds good. And that's what's really disheartening about it. You know, we talked about the Kevin Hart comedy last time with John Travolta. What was that called? Die Hart. Yeah. Sounds decent. Well, we but can't then bloody Quibi. Ah, oh, it's shocking. Um, we're getting... The Witcher Blood Origin. This is a six-part live-action limited prequel series um, in the works at Netflix. So, you know, you've probably watched The Witcher or the first season of it on Netflix. This is set 1,200 years before The Witcher. It will tell the origin of the very first Witcher and the events that led the worlds of monsters, men and elves merging to become one. 
I wasn't quite sure if that was directed at the listeners or me, but if you were directing that at me, no, I have never watched The Witcher. And I also have not watched The Witcher. Cool, good. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard conflicting things about that first season that eventually I think I might get around to it. Yeah, I've heard pretty much just positive stuff, so... But it's just not in line with what I usually <laughs> am into. But hey, look, they've got their second season already, I think, already in production or about to start production. So we'll probably get that and then we'll get this prequel. So, you know, they're building towards something. Like, you know, it's, you know, they're getting it done. Exciting for the fans. It's on Netflix. I'll, you know, I'll get to it, maybe. <laughs> Walking Dead boss. Scott Gimble says the upcoming World Beyond spin-off series has deep connections to the Rick Grimes movies. Yeah, you know, I kind of forgot about these Rick Grimes movies. I'm still waiting, obviously, for my season 10 finale episode to be finished. Have you you heard? They've extended it by about six episodes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so we're getting a longer season 10 and then we uh, who knows when season 11's going to pop in, but yeah, I don't know. Um, so that's a hook, I yeah, guess. They, there's they a hook. There's a hook to it. To watch this second Walking Dead spin-off and they're saying, hey. I feel like if you're a fan of The Walking Dead, like surely you'll be watching this spin-off. And it's only a few episodes as well. It's like six episodes or something. It's very short. Why wouldn't you? Just to check it out. I I stopped a long time ago. What I was going to say there, though, is that the hook then is that, you know, we want you to watch our new show, World Beyond. But just in case you're not fully on board, you know those Rick Grimes movies that we're going to make? (laughs) We're going to put a trilogy on the big screen. If you want the full picture, you can watch our spin-off as well. But anyway, I stopped watching Walking Dead a long time ago. My wife does still watch it, both Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead but she's not currently interested in more Walking Dead, even if it is just a six-episode season. Right. Does she watch Fear the Walking Dead? That's the she question. does, yeah. Yeah, Walking Dead and Fear. Oh, okay. She does. I checked, out, I checked, out, of, I checked out of that one. But uh, maybe during this downtime, I'll try and get back into it's it. It's a lot of Walking Dead. It is, it is a lot. It is. Honestly, I've said to you before, like, when I made the decision to stop watching Walking Dead, when it comes to film and TV, it's one of the best decisions I've ever made. I didn't enjoy the past it. couple of seasons. I got to say, like putting all that, the last couple of seasons, the show's rejuvenated. It's found new ground. How about this? Don't care. Not going back. Fair enough. Can't I'm I mean... No more Walking Dead for me. I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm not getting pulled back in. Well, that's well. We're not getting pulled back into more movie. No. We're not getting pulled back into more TV news because we're done. Uh, what we'll get into is recommends. What have you got for us? I was talking about Happy Madison earlier, and that's what I've been doing primarily, watching a lot of Happy Madison movies, which has not left a lot of time for new stuff outside of what we would be reviewing on the podcast, like the movie Unhinged. So I've gone a little bit different here. A couple of episodes ago, I recommended a podcast. Last show, I recommended a graphic novel. This time, I'm recommending a YouTube channel. How'd you like that? That's weird. I was expecting a soundtrack or something, but sure. (laughs) To be specific, Kevin James. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, I I rewatched Paul Blart 
the first one the other night. I'm going to own it. Three minutes in, I laughed out loud. Six minutes in, laughed out loud and snorted. So I'm enjoying <laughs> you know, a real ugly laugh. But I'm enjoying when you snort, you're into it. I'm enjoying Kevin James at the moment. And I've watched his YouTube channel on and off since it aired. And there's the segments in particular that I'm recommending. So check out his YouTube channel. Easy to find, YouTube type. Kevin James comes up straight away. But there's a character that he plays, Sound Guy. And it's great. It's basically just Kevin James with a boom mic and he's getting cut into classic films. <laughs> so he's just trying to get a sound check. But then the actors in the movie are saying things that he's reacting to as the sound guy. So check it out. It's hilarious. But the best one, the one, if I, if I could recommend one, it's Star Wars. It is brilliant. So I've had a lot of fun with that lately. So again, I'm not recommending a movie, a TV series, but instead a YouTube channel. Kevin James. There's a lot of good stuff on there, although I was very surprised to see that he is now bald. He is a bald man. I wasn't ready for that. I remember <laughs> him with hair. He doesn't have hair anymore, but he's still funny. Fair enough. <laughs> Weird place to end there. All right. Um, I'm recommending a single episode of a television series and one that I haven't really had much to much praise to say throughout its entire run although I've still watched it I'm talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and I'm talking about episode 9 of season 7 now overall this the season has been pretty fun there's there's time travel there's bouncing around but episode nine, as I have always been, it's actually um, the directorial debut of Elizabeth Henstridge. And what they're doing in this episode is kind of like they're stuck in a time loop, or at least Daisy Johnson's stuck in a time loop. Uh, without giving any spoilers away, she needs to pretty much groundhog day her, her way out of this somehow. And it's, it's the best episode of the entire series. Oh, not just the season, the series. Of the series. I've not it's seen the season yet. Okay, so right. I, I, I need to watch this. But yeah. can, can this I... season is so different to what they've done before. And this episode is just, yeah, it's funny. It's, um, there's, there's all the sci-fi stuff to it, so you're having all that kind of fun. Um, but there's also there's an, a, a big emotional part of the episode as well, which is um, really lands. So yeah, I was just, I was dumbfounded. I was like, what is this? Why am I having such a good time? Yeah, the best episode of the entire series. Wow, it's high praise. I am I will get to it eventually because this is the final season as well, isn't it? Yes. I, yes. I will finish it. But I can't help but notice. So we're at a point now where cinemas are opening again. We're starting <laughs> to get new movies. Yep. A lot of TV shows haven't returned. So yep. here we are. We're still doing the show. I'm recommending a YouTube channel. You're <laughs> recommending a single episode of a TV series. That's a first for both of us. There you go. Still valid recommends. <laughs> still valid. Well, you know. I can't, just, I can't recommend the movie that we just did a review for. That'd just be crazy. 
and I guess I don't know. I've been busy like yourself. I haven't watched that much stuff. Listen, it's valid. I'm just <laughs> I'm just pointing it out like it's a first for us. Well, you you didn't you didn't have to. It's all good. All right. Well, let's um let me wrap with a bit of trivia before we wrap. I guess. Um, and I just wanted to uh, talk about the. The cartoon, the animated Jurassic Park series from back in the day that never got, never got off the uh, off the ground. It was obviously based on the 1993 Jurassic Park film. Um, it, it used the same sort of artwork from the comic that they had um, back then. William Stout was hired for the project. There was even a trailer. Um, there was a blend of like CGI animation used in it. It was all going to be, it, look, there's all this promotional work and stuff online that you can check out. Um, but the trailer was commissioned and all that. It was waiting approval from Steven Spielberg and he didn't actually bother to watch the trailer. He said that he was sick to death of all the merchandising and how commercialized the Jurassic Park franchise had started to become video games, comic books, toys, clothes, all of that crap. Um, but despite the series being cancelled, William Stout considered the trailer his 10th favourite dinosaur film. And I would kill somebody to be able to watch ah, that trailer. I wouldn't. I was going to ask, is that on YouTube? Okay, it's not. Oh, I don't know, maybe. I'm just assuming it's not. But <laughs> okay, <laughs> I've never seen it. Yeah, I would have seen it by now. I reckon if it's if it's out there. So. Wow, that's a shame. But, yeah, no. Nah. But now yeah, we got a new. We have a new animated series coming. So it's all gonna be okay. But that's it for our movie show. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We're on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Films You Podcast. And all our episodes can be found on our website, thatfilmsyoupodcast.com. If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent review of Unhinged. Sounds like comics have a new episode looking at Batman Returns from 1992. And Rewind and Review recently went back to the 90s to check out Clueless. Stay tuned for our upcoming review of Deathstroke, Knights and Dragons. You've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from that film studio. See you soon.